Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Perris. Episode 3, I'm Karenoid. And I'm Jennifer Fopez. So happy you're here again. Hola. So happy to see you again. Love having you here in my house. I always love seeing you, so... <laughs> We have a we activate our Perry's power Mm -hmm. when we're together. Which speaking of speaking of, we're introducing a new segment. Mm -hmm. Tell us about Perry's power. Perry's power is exactly that. Perry's power is something recently could be a song, could be a moment, could be an action you took, could be something someone said to you. Mm -hmm. You know anything. Mm -hmm. You know a night out, something Mm -hmm. that made you feel real Perry's. You know you felt sexy, confident. Yeah. You know and. Um, we always want to start off our episodes with something positive, and mm-hmm. we figure we wanted to tie in a little bit of our name with our current experiences. Which, by the way, uh, we recently um, outlined Perris on our Instagram. Yes, yeah, so please follow us on Instagram at Radio Perris. Shout out to all of you that already have. Um, so go check out our new page. We'll be, you know, posting some content here and there. Um, and yeah, just recently uh, posted our Perry's manifesto, if you mm-hmm. will. So go check it out. Read more about the term, a little bit of history on it, and what what it means for us here on the podcast. What's been giving you Perry's? Oh my god! <laughs> I thought annoyed. you'd never ask. I've been waiting to hear it. Um, my Perry's power for this episode has to be "Chulo" by Bad Gal. Mm. The song finally came out. She's been teasing it forever when she's been on tour. And if you don't know, now you know that I am a huge bad gal stan. I don't care what anyone fucking has to say. That was your awakening. That is my queen. Um, you know, we met. We're like friends. <laughs> like, she, like, remembers me, you know, back she's ever like, since 2017. She's like, oh my god, Karen, it's so good to see you again. I know, right? Hey, <laughs> how are you? Um, no, but really, the minute that, I, that it came out, I mean, I was listening to the leaked version forever because it was it was like a bootleg version but it didn't have all the new verses and and Mm -hmm. everything and so when it came out oh my god literally i had to hold on to my pussy because it is so amazing it made me feel so berries from the first second the song starts to the last note on that song it's just it made me feel so sexy confident I was remembering, you know, all the bad bitchery. It made me think of summer, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it made me excited. And it's just been on repeat. I remember I was at home in front of the mirror just feeling myself. And it's been a minute. I love a song that will do that to you. You hear it at home, and suddenly you're just, like, letting it all loose. And I love that. Yeah. So that's mine. What's yours? Speaking of summer, speaking of confidence, I'm definitely in my Fergalicious era. I'm, I'm up in that gym, baby. <laughs> I'm working on that fitness. I'm prioritizing my personal health. Um, I'm feeling really, really good about um, working out more and uh, taking care of my body. And I'm just excited to be it. Okay, your cats are going crazy. (laughs) Welcome back from the intermission of my cat fucking with me. Um, As I was saying before, I was very rudely interrupted. I'm in my Fergalicious era. And I'm working on my fitness. Period. (laughs) Me as your witness. Karen as my witness. 
Because I was saying, you know, like, I think about summertime. I want to be up in them coochie cutters at the music festivals. <laughs> I want to feel good. I want to be tight, tan, tone, 30, flirty, and thriving. So I'm really excited to be up in the gym again. That's what I, that's my Perry's power. Cause I'd yes. Because I'd be up in the gym looking at myself in the mirror doing those, like, little hammer curls, being like, yes, bitch. Two scoops of protein better, in that smoothie, you, baby. You better. You better. Ooh. <laughs> Those squats, I'm like, I do like ten squats, and I'm like, oh my god, she's so, uh, she's so thick, skinny. First day of working out, the next morning, skinny. I'm just thinking skinny thoughts. Um, so that's been giving oh me very, very Betty's um, power. It's making me look forward to the summertime. It's making me look forward to music festivals, which we will get to. Never fear. Um, but we also, before we move forward, wanted to do our favorite segment. Oh my gosh. Okay. My favorite segment that we do is Palo y Malo. So uh, Palo, um, just something good, something positive that's happened recently in Mm -hmm. your life. And Malo is just something that's been fucking with you. Mm -hmm. Something that's been annoying you. I think you're going to like my Palo. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. So my Palo is... Smoked Norwegian salmon slices from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I Wait, tell you that, that was, I that's so good <laughs> that I have finished, I finished the pack so fast, and I didn't even have the sauce that comes with it. The the dill sauce, and it's but it's good. I I, I did keep it, but bitch, bitch, that shit just melts. In your fucking mouth. I love I love lox lox bagel. I love salmon. I really only eat chicken and fish. I don't mm-hmm. really eat like red meat. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my god! When I tell you that, I just like had an orgasm I in my ch- mouth. I tried to tell you, and you were hesitant at first. And I said, "Karen, I'm always hesitant. Believe me, but I've brought I trusted you, you. I brought you here yeah. to the promised land." Costco. Thank you. You know, we need you need to try this. I actually I need to go back ASAP. Girl, you made the right friend because I love Costco. The re-up on these salmon slices is is very important to me. I'm glad I'm actually really glad that you like them. That's hot girl power right there. That's also Perry's power. (laughs) Because I'm eating salmon, you know. It's like smoked. It's like it's just like really healthy for you. It's like good for my skin and my hair. It just like is a natural, you know, source of like biotine um, and just healthy fats and like you know exactly. Um, do What's you want me to palo? share your my palo? palo? I'm super excited to share my palo because this is exclusive content, girl. This is for the Radio Perris listeners only. 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 My party, Eden which is currently nominated for Best LGBTQ Party of 2022 by the Chicago Reader. Vote for Eden, please. Voting ends tomorrow, actually. Now I that got I'm... an email about it. Oh, my God. I'm so can excited. Can you only vote once? Yeah, you can only Fuckers. vote once. <laughs> Exclusive content being, Palo being, she's coming back. We found a venue. We have a confirmed date. I'm not going to give away too much right now, but Eden's going to make its big comeback, and it's sooner than you think. To freedom! And I'm just really excited. I mean, like I've said before on the podcast, and I won't go into too much detail again, but Eden is my baby. And I'm really, really excited to bring her into the new 
um, metamorphosis mm. that she's requiring. Mm. So I'm excited. It's a bigger venue. We're, Yo me transformo. <laughs> we're just, you know, we're just, we're coming out of our cocoon. <laughs> you know, we're like, you're like, you know, we're, we're baking right now. We're going to come out beautiful. Mm. I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, that's my palo. I love that. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I, when you say that, I actually really do feel that way. Like I feel like I feel your pride for me, yeah. so thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited. It makes me feel sad that we have to talk about our models now. It's okay. Um, it's just a part of life, uh-huh. you know? So my malo is in-app advertising. That's so specific. So let me get into it because it's really been pissing me off lately, especially those ads where it blocks the screen. And then you have to wait 30 seconds for the ad to run out. Oh my God, yeah. Or even worse, where you're looking for the little X to X out of the ad, but it's nowhere in fucking sight. Yes, but then you <sighs> ac- then you accidentally press the ad and then it brings you and, to the app store. You, yeah, or it brings you to like a new, a new tab in your Chrome or stupid like the ads that are like super sexual too, where it's like... Bitch, get the fuck off my phone. I want to see your tits. Like, you know, like the porn ads that pop up. It's just so annoying. Like, and you know, the apps are free. For example, I have an app where I plan out my grid on my Instagram. Just to kind of see what the post will look like. I always thought you were so cool for that. Oh, thank you. It's called Preview. Baddies don't gatekeep. (laughs) So if you guys want to download it, it's called Preview. But be fucking warned because there's so many in-app ads. Mm -mm. But I still, I, I don't know why I put up with it, but. It also makes Oh, sense. I know why. Because I don't want to pay. Yeah. Because they say, oh, well, if you want to use this feature, then pay $12.99 a month. Bitch, the fuck do I look like? It also makes Instagram really difficult to use. For instance, sometimes I'll be scrolling on my feed and I'll notice a post. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Oh, and it's a sponsored yes, post. Yes, that's, that's written down too. TikTok ads and dark ads where they're just targeted for you. Oh, and weird. yeah, and it just says sponsored in small letters, you know, and it's like, get the fuck off my phone, like, you know? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. There was like this, yeah, I just, whenever I come on Twitter too, whenever I see an ad, I just block the creator. No more ads. Just block whoever. They're getting really sneaky with <clears throat> with um, these targeted ads and it's just really ruining my experience and it reminds me of what you posted <laughs> on your story once when you're like, can everybody just log off? <laughs> I need a moment alone. That's exactly how I've been feeling lately with these stupid in-app ads. It'd be like that sometimes. Like, I just want to be here alone. Just leave me alone. I'm just trying to fucking record my caloric intake. (laughs) I'm just trying to track my fucking chicken. I'm trying to look at my pedometer. Fuck. Trying to see how many steps I took today. Um, (laughs) Anyway. I feel corny now because my follow is like kind of heartfelt. It's okay. Okay, okay. What's your... Well, I've just been thinking a lot about my relationship to reggaeton and um, my relationship to my culture, too, and to the language, which, you know, I'm not embarrassed to speak on the podcast and say that I'm not a fluent Spanish speaker. Um, I speak a lot more Spanish than I would say a lot of my fellow American-ass Puerto Ricans. But, um, you know, I feel... um, I feel sometimes like I'm at a disadvantage when it comes mm. to loving reggaeton as much as I do because there are times where I feel like you will quote songs mm-hmm. and I feel at a loss. 
And mm. it makes me, and it's not your fault, obviously, mm-hmm. but I want to feel included. You I wanna, want that experience. Yeah, I want to understand. Sometimes it's too fast where I can't understand it or like the way that it's being said, I can't understand it. And it makes me feel a little self-conscious. Um, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, and this is going to be a lifelong thing for me is going to be me teaching myself Spanish. And I have, really have to prioritize it. Like, obviously, I can't, you know, I can't complain about it if I'm not going to do something about it. And mm-hmm. I am doing something about mm-hmm. it. But I will say that my palo this week has been re-kind of... Um, Reimagining and understanding my relationship to reggaeton as someone that loves it so much and yet has a you know an understanding issue of it like at a at a at a basic level. I'm I'm really glad that you're talking about this on the podcast because I think it's super important. Um, because to your point, yeah, um, it adds a whole new layer to one of your favorite songs, right? I know. Um, but you'll get there. I mean, I, I personally, I I just am a writer at my core, right? And I love lyrics. I Sometimes I will like songs more for their lyrics than for their beat. Or that's what I'll listen to first yeah. that will make me fall in love with the song. It's what it's saying. So they're like genius. You could just do read-alongs. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I, you know, I really do have to like just practice when when it comes to like immersion. I really just have to go full immersive experience into Spanish, mm-hmm. and I feel like that will be the the edge that I jump off of into actually understanding and becoming fluent. But you know, I'm here to represent the girlies that the Puerto Rican girlies that you know never were taught spanish by their parents you know the third generation girlies that love their culture that love the mm-hmm. music that raised us mm-hmm. and still find themselves at at odds with it you know um and that's not to take away from my love of reggaeton i love the genre i mean that's like my lifeblood it's what i listen to probably 95% of the time yeah you know but um it's always going to be, that's my, that's kind of my palo now, but it's a lifelong palo. And wait, malo, no, I'm sorry, malo, malo, malo. It's a lifelong malo that will eventually become a palo. Yes. Yes for transitioning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Today that we're recording is February. 14th. No, 13th. Today's February 13th. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk about Black History Month on the podcast. And all of the Afro-Latino artists, Latine artists, that make this genre very special. Yes, because as we all know, and if you don't know, now you know, reggaeton is black, okay? Reggaeton would not exist without black people. So we just want to take a moment to celebrate and talk about some of our favorite artists, past and present. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hear who yours are. I mean, we obviously got to always give props to Tego. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a huge Arcangel fan, Don Omar. Um, we saw Sech last year at Sueños, mm-hmm. who is huge right now, I Panamanian. I mean, we have to give them their flowers. Yes, I today on today (laughs) on the podcast on today this day today on today on this day i'd like (laughs) to talk about polima west coast uh, because he's just so important to this new wave of reggaeton that's being made outside of puerto rico and specifically polima he's chilean with angolan roots (gasps) really Mm -hmm. and what i love about polima is his very distinctive and unique singing voice. So I would compare it to 
Chencho Corilone, which we are also going to see this year. Oh my year. god, I'm so excited. You know, it's so distinctive. It's ear candy. You know how Chencho's voice is ear candy? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember one time you said that it made you feel like he's playing the flute and you're the snake in the basket. Exactly. That's, that's like exactly coming out of the, you know, that's like being hypnotized. Yes. Chencho Corleone is that person for me. Like, I'm really excited to see him again. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Polima just... Reminds me so much of Chencho, and his voice is just so captivating. It's different than anything else that that you like are accustomed to hearing on the mm-hmm. reggaeton song. Here are my favorite songs by Polima, West Coast. Which we'll put on the Radio Peri's playlist on Spotify, oh, right, by right, the way. Right, right, right. Acéptalo with mm. Young Beef is probably one of the first songs that I heard Polima on. Um, or back in 2019, because he does reggaeton, he also does trap. And then uh, Baby Otaku. Oh, which, I know. Yeah, you I know. know that song. People know him. They just don't know, know him. Yeah. Like, um, my favorite line in that song is, Un bofetón a tu pompa Will Smith. Which is like <laughs> saying, like, he's going to slap your ass. Like, Will Smith slapped um, Chris Rock, Chris Rock at, oh, the, at the Oscars. And then Sex Time and Ultra Solo, which you also know. Like, aquí estoy. Ultra solo, pensando en que... Yeah. Na, 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 it's Polima. I immediately knew Baby Otaku, too. Mm-hmm. I love that song. I had no idea that he had Angolan roots. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, the other person I want to talk about is Calvin Duran, Dominican-American artist, producer, DJ. His work is life-changing for me personally, uh, but I think most people are starting to learn about him now because... Of his Grammy Award-winning, obviously single off of renaissance isn't the song called i'm that girl i'm that girl yeah yeah so the music that he makes is both festive and dark it's future and it's past it's haunting it's hazy it's not just reggaeton it's he infuses like all those caribbean sounds and he's just so life-changing for me and i love him so much (laughs) i know i do like Calvin i actually recently bought well it's on back order but i purchased his 2017 um album 1804 kids on vinyl but it's on back order so hopefully it comes but i saw it the other night and i just had to try to get it i'm coming over to listen to that on vinyl with you whenever it comes hopefully it comes but you know some of the songs that come to mind when i think about kelman i mean seis de la mañana Mm -hmm. that's like the first huge one that i heard that i was like what Mm -hmm. is this music (laughs) Um, I also really like Toma Toma. So yeah, if you're fans of Beyonce, uh, give that first track another listen. And then... uh, He's made also a lot of really great interpolations of other songs. Like, mm -hmm. he'll have songs that literally have throwback moments to other songs you already know, but they're just thought of in a new way, like a new futuristic way. Yeah, I I think that that was the, the first time for me where I heard... A reggaeton, a cappella that was manipulated in that way, mm-hmm. like Osuna's voice, for example, and how he took that a cappella and he really cranked it up and, you know, changed the pitch and then put it on top of a super experimental, like deconstructed mm. rhythm. Beat. I think about I think about space the spaceship remix, the Don Tolliver. That one's so so good. good. It's so good. 
And it really does make it sound, literally, to to repeat myself, makes it sound so futuristic. It's future, but it's past, too. Like I was saying, like, it's, it's, there's something, like, I don't, earthy, It's really brain-scratchy. Ugh, I could go on and on and on, but. You're serving a lot of research and uh, and explanation and history today. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm so unemployed. <laughs> uh, so I have a lot of time uh, on my hands, but I really care about our podcast. I want it to be really good, and hopefully you all are, are enjoying it so far. We want it to be all-encompassing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to just talk about one part of the genre. Like, that's why it's so great that you bring up people like Polima and Calmanduran, who people might not know. And these are, you know, especially Kalman, who is a producer and foundational to alternative and post reggaeton. So it's, it's it's important to know. We can also talk about, I mean, we don't have, we can go a little bit outside of reggaeton. We can talk about Dembo. And we can say all the Dominican girlies that really, really throw it back for us when it, when, we, when it comes to Dembo. We have Tokisha. We have Amara La Negra. La Perversa. La Perversa. <laughs> and those girls are killing it in the Dembo scene. Um and they are beautiful representations of Afro-Latinas that just murder the genre. They just do what they got to do. They show up and they t- kill it every time, show period. Up and show out. Which Tokisha played at Sueños last year. And I loved her outfit <laughs> every single time. She- I don't remember seeing Tokisha at Sueños. Really? <laughs> was I that fucked up? No, girl. She was early on in the day. She was like one of the first ones that played. We had just arrived. Oh, it's because we had seen her the night before mm-hmm. at the pre. We got listed. We saw her at the pre party. Someone listed. Someone listed us. We just like got in for free. Um, I love her outfit. Her her fashion sense is insane. She reminds me a little bit of Rihanna in a mm. sense of her very very distinct fashion. Like if you watch the Perra and Galor video. Mm. Like, you would expect, because of the song lyrics, for her to be dressed all, like, crazy, like, scantily clad. She's literally in a full bodysuit. <laughs> I mean, like, she's just so interesting. I love her style. Um, and when she when we saw her at the pre-show and also at Sueños, I just yeah, I love she looked her. great. She always kills it. She's so funny, she too. She has a great personality. You know, she she really has that star power. That I, star think about, I think about that one TikTok or the video where she, like, sees that girl with the humongous tits. And she's like, Y esa tetas tan grande. <laughs> <laughs> wow, que tetonas. <laughs> I, I, think, uh, I think my favorite Tokisha song is Electrica. Okay. Electrica, electrica, electrica. I have to look that one up. Um... La Perversa, I really like Papi Dámelo. Dámelo, 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 Amara La Negra. I should know more of her music, but the only song that comes to mind right now is I, mm-hmm. that she has with Joely Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, that she's featured on. She's great. Mm. But speaking of sueños. We said we were going to get to it. Ay, the, no. t- the time has come. Ya llegó la hora. <laughs> ya, ya es hora de hablar. Um, so, well, and you, why don't you share your initial okay. observations? Because okay. I know you, you were looking forward to sharing. I tweeted this. Maybe it was a little harsh. Mm-hmm. But my initial reaction, which... I want to say my current thoughts about Sonia's 2023 have changed 
from what my initial reaction was. Okay. But I do want to share that, yes, my initial reaction was I was very underwhelmed at the lineup. And I actually tweeted, which I thought was very funny, but also kind of mean. I said, uh, Sueños really said snooze Mm. this year. Yeah. To me, when I saw that lineup, I just, I just wanted to go back to bed. Like, I was very disappointed. Mainly in the main headliner, which was, which is, we see Niandel. Otra vez. For a second time. Which, by the way, we can't complain. We are huge Huge. Oh, we're, we're the biggest fans. We're fans. We're the biggest fans. I'm not complaining. That's not the point. I, I, yeah. I, will, I yeah. will sign up to see them again. Yes. But like, let's just preface this and say, like, we're going. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not saying we're the not. The tickets have been secured. The tickets have been, <laughs> you know, front gate tickets has my money. Right. Like, we're going. Mm-hmm. But I'm just, we're just sharing that, our, you know, we, I, and I think we both have very high expectations uh, especially when you're dropping a shit ton of money, I mean, on something. Especially because our experience at the first Sueños was literally so amazing. It was and magical. I it would was say magical. it was perfect. Our our experience last year at Sueños was perfect, transcendent. And what I wanted to touch on on the podcast is having Wisini Young Del back for a second time. For me, for me, I felt like it cheapened. My magic, it, it diluted my magical experience from last year because what did they sell us last year? They sold us a once in a lifetime opportunity yeah. to see Wisini Yandel for the last time because they're retiring. That was Ultimo Tour. That was the last time you were going to be able to see them. And so, you know, <clears throat> that made you drop money. I dropped my money quick. And then, uh, you know, now in my mind, I'm like, wow, who are they going to bring this year? Last year was so magical. I can't wait to see the main headliners. Mm hmm. Same, Again? Same ones, yeah. That's my those are my onions. That's my opinion. No, and I and I, I see what you mean. I feel like there are a few artists on first of all, Chenjo Corleone, my pussy's wet. Period. Okay. Always. I cannot wait. Wait <laughs> to I can't wait see to see you Chencho Corleone. I can't wait to see you when you see him come out. I'm I'm gonna come because I'm. I love him so much. I love him so much. I want him to play all of his hits, and then I want him to play all the songs that he's featured on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I want him to play like off, off hits like Una Locura, like which. Oh my god, I would love to which, hear Una Locura. Live. You know, like or like or like Three G. You know what I mean? Like random stuff. Yeah. Like he puts on a great show. I really I'm just so excited. I'm a huge Chencho fan. Um. Honestly, I would have really, if they were going to do repeats, I would have really loved for them to do a Joely Randi repeat. Because I feel like Speak my Joely Randi, Joely Randi to me, that that's my crew. I love them. I love their entire discography. Viva el Perreo to me, to me, front to end, back to back, banger after banger. No skips. No skips at all. I love their style. And I feel like they, first of all, only Randy showed up. Only half the duo showed up, and I feel like if they were going to do overs, baby, do that over, because <laughs> that was not was out what I was expecting as a Joel Randi stand. And there weren't a lot of bad things about Sueños last no. year, but you know that was disappointing. I remember that too. Um, and you look, look, I am excited for like some of the other acts. Like 
I'm a big festival goer. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love traveling and I love music and I love festivals. So I I go to a lot of music festivals and I'll go to other cities to check them out, right? But my r- usual rule of thumb when I want to go to a festival is can I count five artists that I'm excited to see from this lineup? It could be five or more, but the minimum has to be five for me. Otherwise, I'm not going. So I did buy a ticket to Sueños because I was able, like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because for a lot of people. The math, math. The math, math, exactly. Like, I'm excited, obviously, for Fade and Ryan Castro. I've also never seen E.B. Queen live or Nicky Jam and oh, Mike got, Towers. We so there, there's already five. We, yeah, we are gonna see Nikki Jam and Arcangel live, which I've I never think seen. I'm gonna, either, I'm either, like, though. I'm gonna come when I see Nikki Jam. Like. Really, that's how I feel about Arcangel. I'm really excited. I want. I'm like. I'm. I, yeah. I. I. I'm not the hugest Mike Towers fan, and he played but last he's year. So good. Oh, he played last year too. He did. Yeah, he played. I like, miss that. Like, oh. And El Alfa is returning, which by the way he saved the day. Which by the way, El Alfa. <laughs> On on the first day of Sueños last year, by far, by far, the best performance all day. I just remember um, hearing uh, as I was walking <laughs> towards the stage, blah, 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 da, 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 blah, 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 <laughs> just going absolutely feral. He was going insane. I, I was going crazy. The energy that he brought was absolutely like crazy. <sighs> so I'm very excited to see him again. Um, Becky G, I, oof, Becky, Becky, G. Becky, I love that little gap tooth you got. You looking so cute, Becky so fine. G, our second generation Mexican American queen. She's gonna play mayores, and we I'm, stand. and I'm gonna stand. And listen, I'm gonna rock we out. Stand. Um, um, that said, I mean, who would you have liked to have seen? Okay, for this year, <clears throat> other than the redo for Joy uh-huh. Grandi, I would have really loved to see. Which I'll, you know, I'll get. I would have loved to see Viano Antiano. Mm-hmm. I think I agree. she's just the moment. She has her finger on the pulse. She just dropped her EP. Um, and I just think that I would have loved to see her live, especially after when Bad Bunny put her on and, you know, in the tour in Puerto Rico. She needed that. Mo- she needs a touring moment. I need to see her on tour. I need to see her live and in the flesh. She's we need so her beautiful. here. Okay. Um, I had another one in mind. I can go. Um, I mean, it completely baffles me not to see this artist on the lineup for this year. And, you know, the only thing I can think of is that maybe he doesn't have a visa and isn't able to travel to the United States to perform, Mm -hmm. which is the case with a lot of popular, like, reggaetoneros right now, um, or that are popping off, you know, that are Mm -hmm. part of the new generation. And... Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you know who I'm going to say. It's Chris MJ. Sp- spill the tea. It's Chris MJ. Sueños, what were you doing? What were you thinking? He had the the number one most streamed song on Spotify last year with Noche en Medellin. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you fucking went, you heard Noche en Medellin. Right, he, he dropped so many singles, and he has so many good songs. Like I, I just like I can't. I like, just like I can't. Like we, the culture, the reggaeton culture, needed Chris MJ on the Sueños lineup. Yeah, we needed him. 
Like, and if you don't know a lot about him, he's a Chilean reggaetonero. Yes, he has Noche en Medellin, but I'm I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of his, and I love his song Como Te Va. I love Paz Mental. Like Paz Mental, I think was in my like top five Spotify. Rounds. Oh yeah, he was in. He was like in your top he five. He was in my top to, five. Period. Just everything that boy makes because he's like 21. He's like so young. That's crazy. You know what's so funny to me is that after, like, when they put Fade on the lineup, that is someone to me who, before I realized what, like, a meteoric, huge success he's become, I would have thought that Fade and um, Chris M.J. were, like, kind of on the same wavelength, Mm. you know? I, I, I did not realize, I guess, that one was... You know, I, I think about them as, like, peers, as, like, working peers. Like, I feel like they're equally popular, but that's, I guess, that but, is not the case. Mm, no, and we can talk about Fade, because um, he's more of a veteran in the game. Yeah, which I actually had no idea. Karen yeah. totally schooled me on this. I'm a newer Fade fan, and I'm someone very, very, uh, I will admit, I've... I honestly thought Fade had just popped into <laughs> the scene, <laughs> girl, with Chorito para las animas. I girl. thought he had just popped up. I said, out, who is this? came out in 2022. That's crazy. I know. And I'm like, that's why I was like, oh, my God. How did. But I will say this. I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to defend myself. <laughs> I will say that last year at Sueños, there was no way, no way that Fade was popular enough at that time to for him to be considered a headliner now at Sueños a year later. He has become so popular in a year. In a year. I mean, in one year, he has su- surpassed so many records. He dropped Chorito Palas Animas, but he also has so many. Obviously, you're going to tell us. He has, all, he has so much he's done before, but people don't know. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy to me is to see and read that he sold out his U.S. tour in 24 hours. That's insane. That's what I'm saying. Like, that. that's really crazy for me. And, I mean, obviously I don't know him personally, right? But whenever I've been following an pretend. artist for a really long time and I start to see them get in mainstream popular, like, I feel very proud. Like, mm-hmm. almost makes me emotional because I've developed this sort of you know, connection with them in my mind, you know, because they've been the soundtrack or part, a part of the soundtrack of my life, you know, in, in any capacity, right? I think of that like with Bad Gal, right? Or mm-hmm. or with even with Carol G, which we're talking about earlier, how, you know, it's crazy seeing also seeing her rise to, to be to the mainstream to reggaeton become, pop world. To become more popular than Anuel. Oh, exa- sure. exactly. But yeah, Fade... Fade it has been around for, for a really long time. And if you didn't know, um, he is a songwriter, singer, songwriter, producer, multi-instrumentalist from Medellin. And his first ever single was released in 2015, dude. You got to tell him because this was all news to me. Like, I don't I don't know the songs was it like Morena, but. But I know back then Fade's tagline was like "Así como suena," like that's how he would he would end all his like songs with. He wrote songs for the biggest names, like he's written so many songs for J Balvin. Did you know that he actually co-wrote Jinsa? Mm? Fade co-wrote Jinsa. Mm-hmm. 
He's also written songs for Anita, Maluma. I was surprised to hear this one. Magnete y Valentino. So that old school uh, mm-hmm. reggaeton duo. He has written for Alberto Styli. For oh my Raycon, CNCO. He's a very prolific songwriter. Wow. And uh, he's worked with J Balvin, I think, the most. Well, uh, the, I can see the prolific songwriter because his lyrics are very, very touching. He also has that specific type of style, right, where he's singing to the girlies, which I love. That's what I, I personally really like about Fade. Like, my favorite Fade song was Guerrero, which is Fade uh, featuring J Balvin, which mm-hmm. was on his debut album in 2016 or 2017. So what I think what's cool about prolific songwriters, right, is like they're like, all right, I wrote all those hits for you. Now you got to come and jump on my album. Yeah. You know, so they have to like pay, pay him back. Pay the, pay their dues. Um, I'm trying to do like an abridged version here about Fade, but I, I think the key things here are he's singing to the girlies. Right. Mm-hmm. Which we know Romanti- Romantiqueo is just We know speaks to success on the mm-hmm. charts mm-hmm. Monetarily, financially, successfully Also, I think there's a big rebranding Right, so he went from sporting Preppy clothes mm-hmm. And singing, you know, romantic reggaeton songs And he's suddenly, you know, wearing like more street style He has the sunglasses He has the signature caps so his style also changed and the tracks on his album went from, you know, like just being stylized normally to everything's in all caps. Mm-hmm. And we're also putting X's everywhere because that's yeah. the cool thing to do in 2018, 2019. Um, TikTok also influenced, I think, his rise. He became really viral on there. And also he opened for Carol G on her tour yes, in 2021. Yes, 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 I remember. So he was exposed to a lot of different fans. So she kind of gave him the assist there. That's crazy because now he is listed He's on huge. that lineup above Nicki Jam, He's above hot. above Arcangel. He's, He's right next to Wisin y Yandel. That's what yeah. I'm saying though. That's what you know. Sueños know I'm what's so knows what's hot, but they gotta get Chris and Yeah, that's what I like. Get it together. So so yeah. Now now after doing you know all this research and thinking about it more, like I I have more respect for the Sueños lineup because. There is a lot of Colombian reggaeton on there. Um, Ryan Castro, I'm also a huge fan of his. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see him. And also, I do love Latin Trap. It's not. It's probably like the second genre that I listen to outside of reggaeton. So it was really cool to see that all the other like, rappers on the lineup, they're all Puerto Rican. Female Puerto Rican. And there's, there's also female uh, Puerto Rican rappers. I love that. Artists on there. Young Miko. Pau Pau. Young Chimmy, Chanel, they're all Puerto Rican. Yeah. I will say, I, I mean, yeah, I think as an overall thing, you and I are excited to go to Sueños. I, you know, we can have our little tiffs about it. But overall, I'm happy to see a reggaeton festival at Grand Park. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. I'm happy to attend it. And I'm... What did you think of the local lineup? <sighs> I mean, they need to book berries, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, I think that no shade, no tea to anyone. I think that the local lineup could have been a little more fleshed out. Um, Maybe I, a little more diverse. I think so. I feel like... Um, Sueños also could, maybe as a suggestion too, there could be more activations within Sueños where mm-hmm. you could have different tents. Maybe there will be. 
I think so. The same way that they've done at, <clears throat> like, for instance, like they did at, like, um, you know, at other places, they have other stages, like little activations where they'll have DJs at the like, different tent. tents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, where I feel like they could have gotten more local talent and um, versus just the same people that they've had last year. And um, it just feels like a little, not like they didn't put a lot, enough effort, I think, into the local lineup. It feels like a fail to me. Yeah. And I know that like Freddie Fresco does the Baja Beach Fest and, you know, Baja Beach and Sueños are, it's the same thing. Um, so yeah, that felt kind of also like a little disappointing, like, okay, I get it. Like get your coin, you know, I mean, yeah, that's dope for him, but I feel like, I also feel like there needs, when, when it comes to sueños too, there has to be room for growth. Like if this festival is going to exist for a long, long, long time, <laughs> yeah. which we hope that it does. We love sueños and we hope we get to go a yeah. bunch of other times in the future. It's, it's going to have to branch out from what's big and it's going to have to go a little, it's going to have to figure out who has their finger on the pulse, what's underground, who's local, what's playing what. We have to get, you know, more than just who's hot. We have to get what's on the rise. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, um, you know, we're excited to see this festival change as time goes on and what they do with, with all the power that they have. Because you know what? This festival is extremely popular extremely popular yeah and kind of like i was saying earlier before we started recording you know they could have chosen any city to do sueños in you know and they chose chicago Mm -hmm. and i'm really happy about that because i will say this again and again but the midwest is 100 percent slept on so i i think it's really cool that it's happening here and but and at the same time you know, it's important for for us to be critical of of the festivals that come to our town. Or, you know, and it's it's I think it's important to have high expectations and mm-hmm. you know, and to give feedback. I know Sueños has a cool like form that they do where it's like, who would you like to see? Yeah. Um I was just thinking how much I would love to see Raul Alejandro. Girl, uh, yeah. for the for the longest time, I really thought they were going to be Raul Alejandro, my dumbass. I fig- I realized he's touring here in April. Why would he come back in May? In May? <laughs> I know. And, and that's what I think, too, like timing. I just realized. Like maybe there are a lot of artists that we mentioned today that were probably on a different draft yeah. of the lineup that just didn't end up working out. Like, can you imagine how sickening it would have been to see Bellacat at Sueños? <laughs> For real. That poor but girl and her visa. That poor girl this. and her visa. She doesn't have a visa yet, so she can't come. But I'm thinking about... But maybe Sueños has money to, you know, help support artists with their visas. Maybe, maybe they're going to have special surprise guests. Who knows? I wonder, who do you think is going to... You know how they did um, Soho House... Um, oh, who's like going to show after up? after parties mm-hmm. or, like, pre-parties. I wonder what they're going to do this year. We'll see. Oh, but I do want to say, yeah, I also want to give them, give Sueños uh, props for their Mexican artists on there. So Junior H, who sings Mm -hmm. Corridos Tumbados, I'm excited for that. Gera MX, I think is their name. They sing that song, you know it, like the Botellas Tras Botellas. Mm That'll be cool. And then Grupo Firme. I mean, I'm kind of over Grupo Firme, but... I would love I mean, to see, I love that. I, I would love to see Grupo Firme, and I'm waiting for the day that Sueños brings me Grupo Qual. <laughs> that is the day that I pop pussy. I don't know about that, girl. I love Grupo Qual. They, they, yeah, but... They're so... They might come to a Michelada Fest, you know? Not Sueños. I love you know Grupo I mean? Qual. 
I just love them. They're so fun. I imagine just like listening to them in a field, having a nice beer, popping yeah, some pussy. Like, hey, sueños. Uh, in two years, we're going to need an all Mexican tribal lineup. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Banda Los Sebastianes. I'm gonna need only, only that. Only regional Mexican <laughs> from the 80s specifically and Period. 90s only. Um, should we talk about the Grammys? I think we should just touch briefly on the Grammys. I think that, you know, not to like over discuss Bad Bunny, even though we are huge Bad Bunny fans and I have no shame over that. And I know you don't either. But yeah. I feel like you know, it, it, it's, it was so important to see this huge crossover. Never, I mean, like, he was nominated in the American Grammys for Best Album of the Year alongside Beyonce. That's insane. He didn't win, which... It's even more crazy. Yeah, you? I thought so, too. Because to deny this man that award is to deny the fact that he is the most famous man in the world right now. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Are, you, are we surprised? I, honestly, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel? I was, I was surprised. surprised. You know, and maybe I wanted to, you know, be positive about it. And maybe I wanted to believe, Optimistic, like, yeah. wow, oh, my God, they're going to give Bad Bunny album of the year at the American Grammys. I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, my God. I feel like I would have gotten so emotional. Yeah. I, I feel like I would have cried because. What one do we know? Ha- Harry Styles. <sighs> One Direction? I don't know. Um, The point is, is that whether or not, you know, and I'm sure he made a great album, but, you know, I just feel like that would have been such an opportunity to make some history, to Make make, make a statement, to make a cultural connection. And they flopped. They flopped it. It was just, you know, and they can... They can have him perform at the Grammys all they want, and they can put the captions that he's speaking non-English all they want. Mm, the you know, disrespect. It, it really does feel sometimes a little bit like a, like a throwaway, you know? Also, I think it was very strategic to have him open. Yeah. Because, hello, ratings. They knew that if they had Bad Bunny as the opening performance, People were gonna tune everyone in. was going to tune in. You know, I'm just tired of this shit. And if you're gonna, if I'm you're just gonna, fucking tired. If you're gonna use that, you need to respect him too. And I, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's just so embarrassing how disrespectful the the Grammys just there are. I feel like the American Grammys would have never ever paid attention to the reggaeton ever if it were not for Bad Bunny. It's to me, it's upsetting. Like it's not like he's selling out you know, arenas. He's selling out stadiums. Multiple nights. Like, here in Chicago, playing three nights in a row, all sold-out stadiums. He beat out Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Harry Styles, in, in streaming numbers. He, he has... But, you know how hard it is to, like, do just beat out one of those artists, and he beat out all of them? But I don't see the is literally historically the most highest selling tour of all time of all time how are you not going to give that man the grammy how yeah I it, agree. It's, it's a huge flop to me it's a flop thank They're, you 50 cent also for yes. being a voice of reason on that fucking closed captioning bullshit yeah that speaking in non-english bullshit what the fuck was that what did that even mean like who okayed that Weird. Yeah, just really weird. I just don't fuck with the Grammys. Mm-mm. Like, why hasn't Nicki Minaj ever won a Grammy? Um, <laughs> that's a whole other episode. Yeah, it's not Radio Perry. As your as your resident bar. But I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting hyped. 
<laughs> we're getting heated. I'm getting, I'm getting And upset. now, <laughs> back to that bitch that had a lot to say about me the other day in the press. Miley, what's good? Um, I guess we should probably wrap it up here with a little press play moment. Press play. I hope you guys are, are um, really appreciating... <laughs> The alliteration and the branding <laughs> that we're doing on yeah, Valle the, There's a lot of thought that goes uh, into this. a lot of thought. A lot of text. Late night text. T-H-O-T-S. <laughs> What's on repeat for you? Well, today on absolute repeat has been Mi Facha by Chris MJ. Mm. It's, it's perfect. It's a perfect song. Oh, we're gonna put these songs too on the Radio Berries playlist. We need as a well. we need a um, name it something really cool. Mm-hmm. We'll think about it later. Um, I'm excited to see what you put on there. I put a few songs on there. I put this one song on there that I just recently found. You'll see it on there. I don't remember the name of it that I thought was really cool. Um, but I'm having a little old school moment. I'm definitely listening to. I was I said Raúl Alejandro earlier because mm-hmm. cannot stop listening to Vapor. Raúl Alejandro, Wisni Andel, I thought would be a great show to see at Sueños. It didn't get Raúl Alejandro, it's fine. But I'm listening to Vapor a lot and also Camuflaje by Oof. Alexis Ifido. One of my favorites. I don't know why they've been ever. hitting lately. I'm also going through a Ñengo flow renaissance in my King. brain as well. King. Mexico loves Ñengo flow. Everywhere you go in Mexico. He you has that voice. He's in the... I'd love mm-hmm. to have an episode where we talk about like our favorite voices because Chencho and Yango are up there for me in like my top five. You reminded me another song I have on repeat is uh, Pantis y Brasieres, Raúl Alejandro mm-hmm. and Daddy Yankee, which that, I would have loved to have seen live. That's a great intro. Every, every, that's it's, another perfect it's, song. It's so hyped up. Like it really gets. Yeah, it's so There's, good. <laughs> I want to cry. It's just so good. They needed to get Raúl Alejandro. They fucked up. They needed to get Daddy Yankee, okay? You're telling me you're telling me that he performed last year, 2022, at Baja Beach Fest. But y'all can't have him over here. What he got against Chicago? You got beef with us? I mean, he was here for his like for his farewell tour. That's true. At Allstate. It's not the anyway. same. It's, it's not the same, love. It's not the same. Anyway, thank you all for listening to episode three of Radio Perris. Thank you to everyone that's followed us on our Insta and on our Twitter. We love interacting with y'all and we hope you're enjoying our show. All right. I hope everyone has a lovely rest of the month. And I have very, very happy Valentine's Day. By the time you listen to this, Valentine's Day will have already passed. So I hope that you did something special for yourself at the very minimum. And with that, we will say goodbye. Bye-bye. Adiós, Perris.